0: On today's podcast, I had the pleasure of interviewing my business coach, Jeff Heggie. And it's an incredible conversation I can't wait for you to listen to. But Jeff is an entrepreneur and a success coach with a passion for helping others achieve their biggest dreams. As a coach, Jeff starts with a focus on mindset. Taking his clients or their business to the next level always begins with the right mindset. He uses his extensive experience in the banking industry over 20 years as an entrepreneur plus training experience he has gained as a coach to help his clients break through the mental and physical barriers that hold them back. He has incredible courses online. He also works with young athletes with his Confident Athletes program and it's just a pure pleasure to have a conversation with. Today, we are going to dive into the conversation of why it's so important that everyone invests in having a business coach. Hey y'all, I'm so glad you're here. This is Ladies Kicking Ass, a helpful and encouraging podcast for women who work in or support the home service and skilled trades industries. My name is Tanya Wilson and I'm passionate about encouraging women to break into this industry, stand up in their roles if they're already here, tell their stories of badassery and provide coaching, encouragement, industry secrets and business hacks that I've personally used in my own companies to help you build and scale the service business of your dreams. But we can't talk hustle without addressing the bustle. And that means most of us are trying to do a million things at once, like juggling being an entrepreneur, raising a family, being a partner, wife, sister, friend, soccer mom, doggy mom, and all those other titles that we love. It's all on the table here we discuss the wins, the losses, marketing, momming, business development, relationships, and above it all, loving and believing in yourself. I'm on a mission to build a community of women that are supporting and celebrating the fact that most of us don't have our shit together and that's okay. But together, with great support, we can do it all. Come on, let's do this. Welcome to the Ladies Kickin' Ass Podcast. Okay, so today on the podcast, we have the opportunity to talk with Jeff Heggie, and he is my personal business coach, and I have been working with him. I even had to look it up because I didn't know how long it had been. I know we had been talking a lot longer than I actually started working with you on stuff, but uh, per my records, it says September of what, 2020. I believe it's that long ago.
1: That's crazy. I was waiting for you because I didn't know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I know that we had talked about stuff before and we had went like, I know I invited you to a B and I meeting that I was at before and all of that stuff had happened even before I started working with you. So I think it was even before that really, I think it was like right after you had launched one of your first courses. Cause I remember that's kind of how we got hooked up on something is that you had sent me one of your first courses to kind of go through. Yeah. And I was like, "Wow, he knows stuff, which was great. <laughs> but you have been so instrumental in just one, building my confidence as a business owner and knowing sometimes as a business owner, you're kind of like, um, I'm the one that's supposed to have all the answers, but I don't. And I need to ask somebody, but I don't know who to ask. And I think that's why it's so important to have a business coach and why I wanted to have you on today to do that. So thank you so much.
1: Awesome. It's my pleasure.
0: And so go ahead and tell everybody what you do, what you love, um, who do you serve and how you might be able to help them out as well.
1: Absolutely. Thank you. Um, It's actually really an honor. Ever since you started this, I've been really inspired by what you're doing. So it's an honor to be on here with you. Um, You know, I guess to go quite a ways back when I when I graduated from college, it was in entrepreneurship. I knew I wanted to be my own boss, that sort of thing. Um, But I had a real nice job opportunity at a bank. And I turned it down because I wanted to be a pro rodeo cowboy. And that's what I was doing. So I walked away from a good job because I was a cowboy. And I thought I was going to do that my entire life. But I did eventually I did end up going back to the banking industry. Um, which was awesome. I loved the banking industry. It taught me so much. And one of the things I loved about it is, you know, I went through the personal banking, got into being the commercial banker, um, working through agriculture, having the opportunity in leadership as a bank manager. But I spent so much of my time sitting down with entrepreneurs and I learned so much from them. And one day I was sitting with one of my clients and he was a builder and he actually had a few different companies. But he, he was a builder and he had a catalog on his desk for artificial stone veneer, the stone that you put on the front of houses and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I got looking through it and, you know, my brother had put some on his house and I had, I knew what it was, but I didn't know a lot about it. But then I decided it was actually right there at that moment. Um, I thought I could do that. I can make stone. Mm-hmm. And so I walked away from the banking industry and started making rocks. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? it was. It was an incredible experience it was a way steeper learning experience than i expected um being involved in the home industry we had to pivot a number of times but i ran that company from 2005 till last january we shut it down during covid but it was a real it was quite the experience running that company and having to pivot and do so many things it was taught me a lot but since that time Oh, since I started that company, actually, I've had, you know, I was also into real estate. I own some mini storage facilities, stuff like that. And I had a lot of opportunity to mentor people. And the more I had the opportunity to do that, the more I thought about business coaching and I started taking courses and getting certifications and stuff like that. And one day my CFO, one of my partners, he says, Hey, I want you to meet somebody. And he introduced me to a business coach who had a very similar background to me. He was in the real estate industry and a manufacturing company and started coaching. And we got talking and he knew what I wanted to do. And finally he just says, you know what, why aren't you doing it? You've got Mm -hmm. the background, you've got the certifications, just go out there and do it. And that's when I started doing my coaching. Um, First thing I did is I put together a mastermind, a live mastermind I was gonna hold here in Arizona. And I was so excited about it, I was expecting 50 people or whatever is going to be. And it was just going to be a home run. Um, but the four people that came, it was awesome.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone that has done any form of coaching whatsoever has the like, I know my shit. And then yeah. they set up this grand <laughs> thing and like three people show up. It always makes me like, I love to hear that you had that too, because every time Tony Robbins
1: talks about that, like
0: I ran at a hotel and then seven people showed up and you're like, ah,
1: well, and I ended up getting these people by saying I won't charge anything either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they
0: stayed because of yeah. that. <laughs>
1: yeah. But it was, it, it was actually besides being a semi flop. It was good. Um, they got a lot out of it. It was a good experience for me. And I started getting more and more into the coaching side. Um, I and so now today, um I wear a number of hats. You know, coaching is the main thing I'm doing. Um, I'm also in Arizona here, I'm a mortgage lender, but the coaching is really what I love. I love the one-on-one coaching, I love the courses that I've created. I love I've started doing group coaching, which has really been rewarding for me and really cool, just how that's come together. And then because I've been a basketball coach for 20 years, I've been involved in sports all my life. Um, During the pandemic, one of my clients had talked to me about speaking to her son about his mental state, his mental game, because he wanted to play college football. Then his season got postponed, everything got canceled, all that, and he lost all motivation. Didn't even really care about it anymore. And so I spent some time with him and looking at him, looking at my basketball players, it was happening all over the place. Mm -hmm. And so I created a program called The Confident Athlete and started working with athletes and just kind of working on their mindset and the mental game and really developing things that a lot of the stuff I took from one of my entrepreneurial courses and put in this because. Whether it's entrepreneurship, whether it's athletics, these are life lessons. Mm -hmm. You know, everything in this course for the athletes are things that go way beyond athletics. We're focused on athletics and that's what they're focused on, but they're things that are going to help them throughout their life. And so that one's really a rewarding thing too. But yeah, I just, I love working with entrepreneurs, you know, learning about your businesses, stuff like that is really what I love.
0: Yeah, it is fun. And even throughout the coaching stuff, even the people that I've worked with too, um, it's only as a coach, you even learn things from going into different industries and learning about different things, you know, like I'm sure like you working with me, even like you've probably learned more about the septic industry than oh, you yeah. probably ever knew beforehand. Absolutely. <laughs> I know I've worked with a restoration contractor too. And I'm like, this is a very tedious game that these guys play you know you can see how some of them are in and out in a matter of time because if you're not real smart with your business practice and not working with those large insurance companies they'll eat you alive yeah you know it's so interesting to learn the different facets of people's different industries
1: it is you know one time is probably is about 2009 everything had crashed in in our industry I had to pivot. I didn't know how I was going to do it, didn't know what I, what direction I was going to take the business. And I was really spent a lot of time trying to figure that out. Um, at that time, I didn't have my own coach, mm-hmm. but I was talking to my partners, I was talking with employees, I was talking with whoever I could about what are the different options we can look at. I sat down, I was in Hawaii at a business conference, sitting down at the table and the lady sitting with me owned a scrapbooking company. And I'm like, well, this is going to be useless. Like I <laughs> i can't network with a scrapbooker. She's not going to help me any. I'm not going to help her any. Mm-hmm. Um, But hopefully she's a nice lady. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? We got talking and she got telling me how she had taken her scrapbooking company, pivoted, um, started doing more retail, all these different things. And as we talked, I'm like, I have to do exactly what she did. And so, yeah, it is, it's people in different industries have different perspective on things, and, you know, that's really one of the values of coaching is I get to work with clients that, no, I haven't been in their industry, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but I've worked with you. I know more about your industry. I've worked with other people, know about their industry. I've had my own businesses. I've, you know, I've got so many different things I can share with them that I might not give them the answer but I might spark something that enables them to come up with the answer.
0: Oh, for sure. I can't tell you how many times we've had a conference. Just the last one yeah. that we had, I was like, <laughs> oh, well, thank you for being my therapist because <laughs> I just needed to talk that through and it makes so much more sense. Because I think as entrepreneurs, especially if we're in this industry and we don't talk to a lot of people and we try to carry things by ourselves, we we go through crap in our head all the time and we don't really talk it out loud. Sometimes when you just say it out loud, you're like, either that's brilliant or that's really stupid, you know, or even that what you were thinking actually does make some sense. So... I, I am so thankful for that. So that is something that is so fantastic too. Um, I have a couple of things here that I do want to talk to you about. I was just so pumped about this conversation. I was thinking about it all weekend for, because Jeff and I could seriously sit here and talk forever. Um, but some things that just to kind of keep us on track with some stuff about business coaching, like what do you think are some of the common myths around your industry? I know I get pushback back sometimes when I talk about coaching or me helping people do their, their stuff too. Um, what I've done in the past has been a lot of mentoring that led to, you know, some coaching opportunities at this point. I think every coach kind of starts out that way. Um, but a lot of times people are like, it's too expensive. It's this. It's an expense for my business that I just can't take right now. But it's like, are you willing to take the risk of having this investment for yourself, for your business? Yes, it's an expense, but, you know, everybody's all about there. It's a tax write-off. If it's an expense for your business, it's legit. It's a tax write-off. <laughs> I hate that word so bad. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's still coming out of your pocket. But view it as, um, like, how... A lot of times people think that's just um, an expense I should cut real quick. Kind of like the fallacy of like, when I'm short on money, I should cut marketing. Right. Exactly. B- bad idea. You know, you should never, one of the biggest things as an entrepreneur is making sure you have accountability and that you're continuing to grow so you can continue to grow your business. So what has kind of been some of the myths or pushbacks you've gotten from people?
1: That That's The number one is people looking at it as an expense, like I don't need it. So why would I spend the money on it? Um, And I think a lot of people don't realize how much they need it until they've had it. Sure. And, you know, if they look at it, the people that look at it as an investment because they know they're going to grow from it and their businesses in turn are going to grow from it are really the ones that can really get the most out of it because they're looking more at what are the results going to bring more than oh, when's that next payment coming out? Mm -hmm. And I think that's probably the biggest thing. And you know, one of the things I look at a lot is athletics, you know, LeBron James has a coach, Michael Jordan had a coach, Tiger Woods had a coach. There's reasons for that. Mm -hmm. The best in the world have coaches. And, you know, you look at all top CEOs, all top business people, they work with people, they work with coaches, because they bring out the most in them. And I think one of the things you said is probably one of the biggest keys of coaching is the accountability. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's, you know, one of the things I tell people all the time, it's whether it's a coach or a mentor, you need somebody and it's gotta be somebody that's not a close friend or a relative that will hold you accountable. That you can't just say, oh yeah, I didn't do that this week because this, this, this. And they're like, oh yeah, I understand. Yeah. You were busy. Yeah. Get it done. You've got to be held accountable because that's really what it comes down to is people don't achieve goals because something gets in the way. But Mm -hmm. when it's something that no matter what, you've got to do that when you're accountable that I've got to do this regardless, Mm -hmm. it's so much easier to move mountains and you know, it might be a big goal, but if you do the actions that you need to, you can do it. Sure. I mean, we look at how many things, just looking around this office, how many things when 20, 30 years ago wouldn't be possible. That yeah. If someone said, oh, you're going to have an iPhone and this is what it's going to do, it would have been like, okay, and I'm going to fly in a car like the Jetsons.
0: Yeah. Right? <laughs> that was supposed to be happening by now.
1: Yeah, that, that is true. <laughs> but you know, it's that, that mindset and those mental barriers that we've got to get through. And without someone to hold us accountable and do the things needed to cross that barrier, we're not going to do it.
0: Sure. I think too, with business coaching, you have to be willing to personally grow in order for this to ever impact you professionally. Because when you are working with a business coach, you got to get real, real with yourself. Like you just can't keep making up crap and telling the stories to your husband. If he's your accountability partner, you know, and being like, Oh, well I didn't because, Oh, okay. You know, not that your husband doesn't care if you get your goals, (laughs) but they're there. You're literally paying this coach to make you be accountable. Right. And you're in a position like, thank goodness that you're, you're at the top of the top. So you don't have to answer to anybody if you're, an entrepreneur, you own your own company, which is what everybody dreams of having. But then the accountability I know for me, like at the end of the week, sometimes I'm like, before we really started implementing that Friday, Monday, Friday, like Monday morning, I send Jeff my goals Friday. He checks in with me on those. Before we implement those or when I don't follow through with those, because I have been famous for that before too. I have to be fully transparent here. It makes a massive difference if I don't set those intentions with you on Monday, even though I've set them with myself. I make excuses for things that I don't get them done Into Oh, well, my, my babies were sick or, you know, kids have been out of school or things like that. Don't make the, the goal so big too that you can't achieve them. That's something that you've been good at helping me break some stuff down with that. But just having, making sure that you're holding yourself accountable to stuff because when you make promises to yourself and you don't follow through with them, it's like a major confidence killer, you know? you keep making these three big ass goals every Monday and then Friday comes and you're like, crap, I didn't even start these things, you know?
1: Well, (laughs) it's, it's much easier to stay on task and stay focused when you've got those goals and you Mm -hmm. know, you've got to be accountable to them. You know how I have so many people that I work with that they get busy and they're not being productive. They get through the end of the day and they, oh, I've been so busy today. I put in 12 hours today. Well, what'd you get done? Well, I didn't get everything done. Yeah. (laughs) It's because you're not being efficient. You're just being busy. Mm -hmm. And it's, I mean, that's a lot of businesses. You've got to spend time doing social media stuff. So they did their social media stuff. And all of a sudden, an hour later, they're still scrolling. Yeah. So when you've got goals that you know you're accountable to at the end of the week, it's a lot easier to say, okay, I've done that. Here's my next task. And having the routines and the schedules in place that you're going to stick to because you know you've got to accomplish them.
0: Mm -hmm. I preach like a crazy lady about having a calendar and sticking to what's in your calendar, whether that's personal stuff or business stuff for me, when I send my goals to you on Monday morning, I have been going in and time blocking time for those and not an hour, like three hours at a time, depending upon what goals those are. Because even if I get that achieved during that amount of time there, It gives me a little wiggle room if some of those other ones are a little bit bigger. Yeah. So I make sure that they're on my schedule and that they're done before Friday instead of being like, I'll just knock them all out on Friday afternoon because everybody knows how that never works out either.
1: Well, and that helps you from those distractions as well. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got this time block that you work on this specific project. Well, if you're doing that. You're not answering emails, you're not on social media, you're not doing all the other things. You gotta stay focused.
0: Yes. Productivity (laughs) hack number one, shut off your uh, email alerts on your computer (laughs) and your phone. (laughs) Um, When I tell people that I do that, I was just at a networking meeting and I tell them, they're like, oh, I just can't get through my emails. They're just going off all day long. I'm like, "Um, because you've trained people that that's an instant messaging machine for you. Yeah. Answer them in the morning. And then answer them in the evening or right before you leave, like have a shutdown and a startup process. I learned that from a podcast with Amy Porterfield. She talks about like her startup and her shutdown. And that is the time that she gives 30 minutes to emails. If it's more than 30 minutes, it has to wait till the next time that you go and sit down and do that stuff. Cause if we could literally sit and just check emails all day long, it's yeah. crazy and we we actually sophie and i were talking about this because she's so good about it, so quick on the emails and i'm like we got to time block this stuff and so when she times time blocks those things in there we were doing some research on that they say that if you get distracted by one email even checking it not even responding to it will throw you off for it an average of 12 minutes yep. so think about that with every email that comes in
1: so every time you're in the middle of a project you answer an email, and it's going to take you 12 minutes to get back focused on that yeah. project. You've wasted so much time.
0: There's your day that you didn't get anything done. <laughs> um, so, another thing I want to talk about too: why why do you feel it's important that people make an investment in themselves with a coach? to grow their business. You know, people will think, well, I already know how to do stuff. I already know how to do the thing. We see so many people in this home service or skilled trade industry type stuff that people are like, we've done it this way forever. So we're good. You know Um, what would you say to somebody that's like, I I don't know how to legitimize this. If say they have a spouse that isn't really into this stuff and they work a business together. I know that I see a lot of resistance to Um, how would you meet that with that person?
1: I guess one of the first things when I, when it comes to coaching, do I think everyone needs it? Yes. But the most important part for it to be successful is you've got to want it. Mm -hmm. And to want it, you've got to understand what it'll do for you. And you've got to understand that you don't know what you don't know. Um, you know, you might be doing things great. Your business is running great, but there's always something else. And by bringing in an outside person that even if you're efficient, you're productive, that is going to hold you accountable, that can be a sounding board because there are times that you've got to have someone that you can talk through things with and someone within your company, isn't the best person Mm -hmm. and neither is your spouse. Mm-hmm. And you've just got to have that person that you can say, hey, here's what I need. And there's there's been times you and I have talked that it was a one-sided conversation and you answered your own question. Yeah. But it was having me there to yes, no, mm-hmm. throw in a few tidbits or whatever. And you've just got to have that sounding board. And so it's got to be, and something you said a while ago too, and this is the funny thing is I have so many business clients that hire me because they want to grow their business. They want to bring me in. Let's get into the books. The most growth I've seen are when I'm working with someone and mostly what we work on is them because when you work on yourself, when you bring in that self-improvement, then the business part follows You're yes. more efficient in the business. You're more clear on the decisions you're making and you know i don't i don't have to be an expert in your businesses to help you improve your business that way
0: Yeah. I think that's one of like one of the biggest myths of stuff like, well, Jeff doesn't have a septic business. Why would I hire him to do that? What does he know about a ladies community group? You know, things like that. Just so crazy because when you're working with people and you're drawing in from all different industries, I say that all the time on here. Yeah. I make a lot of septic and junk references to things, but it's literally service. That's what we're giving. And same thing with the coaching stuff. It's like service that you're giving to someone it doesn't have to be, you know, you tailor make it to whatever you need to for your for your specific industry. But it it's all the same, really, at the end of the day.
1: It is. And, you know, I look at people that I am coaching or I have coaching and it's such a wide variety, but it comes down to all the same principles like, OK, I septic business, junk business, uh, leather business, um, uh campground a treehouse campground a marketing <laughs> business you know i work with such a wide variety but it's all the same basics mm-hmm. and it all comes down to that
0: i think if you're wanting to grow too when you invest make that initial investment with a coach and it's somebody that you can see you know eye to eye with and that you have good conversations with um you can just, you just make your team so much better. Like I run my businesses, like our team, everything revolves around the team. Everything, is it good for the team? Not as it good for this person, or is it good for me? Is it good for the team? And the more I invest in myself, the more I'm investing in my team, right. because I am the leader of this business. And if I'm stuck, they're gonna be stuck.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And I think that's, um, every quarter we sit down, my septic business does, and we have a, like a four hour meeting on Saturdays. We do it on Saturdays because I don't want them to be distracted and like, crap, I got to go to these jobs or anything like that. Or the phone's not ringing because we're closed on Saturday. So we just have one this past Saturday and on it, quarter one, we always sit down and we make four professional goals and four personal goals. And I make everybody write them down on post-it notes and we hang them up on this big board. And it's so fascinating, the ones that are newer to our company, the way that they write goals. And then this was the second year of doing this. um, The two that have been here and have already went through that process to see the development in their goals. Really? I was like, when we went home, I just like lost it. I'm like, it's working (laughs) because we talk so much about goal setting with stuff here that Sophie and Dustin, having been here long enough, were like, these I want to get better this year at at whatever, like eating better. I'm like, that's not measurable. Try again, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you can tell with like the two newer ones too, it was like if we saw more of those kinds of goals, you know, more of the blank type of goals, which we continue to keep prompting them. And it was even cool to see Sophie and Dustin and even my husband, Jake was there too. Like him asking questions. Well, when are you going to do that by? Well, how are you going to do that? Everybody around the table was finally starting to understand what this exercise meant to them because it was so cool. Cause before that, it, at every quarter meeting that we have, we check back in with this to see where we're at. And once a month on our weekly meetings, we'll also check in and be like, have you knocked any of these off? But it was so we took off so many of those that everybody had accomplished last year. That was so cool. And that momentum of just seeing them get moving with stuff created the momentum for them to, they set some stellar goals this year. They're going to be, I got to step up my game so I can help them get (laughs) some of this stuff. But it's so cool to watch that happen. Yeah. Yeah. And watch them, watch them achieve things. So even if you're doubting it for yourself and investing in a coach, think about what it can do for your team.
1: Exactly. Because I mean, just like you've done with your team, it's everyone has goals, Mm -hmm. whether they write them down or not, everyone's got goals and it's very easy to say, Oh, here's my goal. And okay. Yeah. I've got my goals set. Mm -hmm. But is it someone like Jake saying, okay, when are you going to do that by? Yeah. Or, you know, you know, that's not a very good goal. You can have that done tomorrow. Let's, yeah. let's go deeper.
0: Uh-huh. It's very interesting. I remember when I first started working with you and, and we did that, um, what is it? Seven levels deep yeah. of stuff. Oh my gosh. When you really start digging into stuff, the reason why you do stuff, really you tell yourself a big fat life on the surface for a lot of those things, whether it's that you don't want to experience or go to those places because it's, a painful thing that you have to think about or something that you're trying to escape from. But many of us do those things for, for a much deeper reason than we give ourselves credit for. Yeah. But that was, that was excellent. I actually,
1: I was doing a training in Nashville a couple months ago and I went through, I was, I was doing a goal setting training and I went through the seven levels deep process with one of the leaders of the group. And I didn't intend this of course, but Mm -hmm. I mean, it does, it takes it to such another level to figure out your purpose behind those goals that she was balling, you know, Mm -hmm. it, she had all these big dreams and big goals that she wanted to accomplish. And she thought she knew why. And when we got down to it and it really was an emotional experience for her. Mm -hmm. And the cool thing was, that was with a group of about 25 people. And two weeks later, I did a training with the same company, but with about a hundred people and they, there is nine of them from that first training that talked about their experience at the beginning of it. And again, there was tears and there and it was just, this is an emotional event because they're saying, you know, I I thought I had all these goals and then we started looking at it and it was life-changing for them.
0: Yeah. I don't know who said that, but I remember watching one of many things that i've watched and somebody said like that they were talking about what's your why behind this stuff but somebody had said if your why doesn't make you cry go back and start again <laughs> yeah. and i was like Ooh, that's a good one because it's so true because a lot of times we don't want to experience what is causing those tears whether it's happiness or sadness or fear or whatever it is um so that one has always stuck with me so that seven levels deep is super awesome So, I mean, that's when you can, when you find something that is, there's such a powerful reasoning behind it that there's just like, burn the boats. There's no way in hell that you're ever going to stop doing this because you must achieve this goal. Then you know you got to get reason.
1: And that's the reason that I think it's so important to go through a process like that, because it doesn't matter how motivating your goals are there's days you don't want to do it. There's days you don't want to get out of bed. Mm
0: -hmm. But when
1: you really can dig deep and find a deeper why, than I want to be successful and really understand the purpose and why behind your goal. That's the one that's saying, you know, I don't want to do it today, but here's why I'm going to.
0: Yep. Because there's a lot of times a lot of us are like that, (laughs) (laughs) especially in the service industry. You know, you hear people talk about like, I don't complain about this stuff. I have an incredible team and I think it takes time to be able to build that. But people will talk about, oh, I don't want to have to deal with my employees or I don't have to deal with this or this, you know, some of those things can be very painful and emotional things that you have to go through, but yeah. you still got to do them for the better, the better of everybody else that's in that business.
1: Well, as a leader of a business, there is, you're going to have times that things are not going well, that you've mm-hmm. got to deal with crap that you don't want to deal with. Mm-hmm. And after you deal with that, sometimes, yeah, you need to sit back and catch a breath, but it doesn't mean you can just press pause forever. You've got to still go.
0: Well, those hard things like that is uh, the growth opportunity, I think. Yeah. Even watching people, when you start developing a team, I know um, when my office manager had to fire her first person. We talked about this. This is the first <laughs> manager situation. I was so proud of her. I was in tears by the time that was over, and she was in the office hyperventilating because she had just finally done it. <laughs> we had so many conversations about it before she actually like just did it. She was so nervous and so scared. This is really her first management position, and how cool to see that occur. And the confidence that she found from that after she stopped trembling from doing it <laughs> was so cool and you can see it even just to this day today still like her and that comp how much confidence it gave her to get through that tough thing yeah. that she didn't think she could do
1: that's why you know you and i have talked about my mindset questions
0: mm-hmm.
1: that i've got a list of mindset questions that i have people go through every morning and one of them is I think the two most important questions on that whole list are one, what are you grateful for today? Mm-hmm. And what are you going to do today to step out of your comfort zone? Because every time you step out of your comfort zone, the next time you do that thing, it's easier. The next time it's easier. And so if you're stepping out of your comfort zone every day, your confidence level is getting bigger and bigger every day. Sure. So, I mean, hopefully stepping out of your comfort zone isn't firing someone every day. But <laughs> her, like her example, going through that experience, sure. the next time she has to do it, doesn't make, mean it's comfortable but it's still easier sure
0: absolutely and it can be the smallest littlest things even mm-hmm. it's like trying new foods my husband always gets on my butt for that he's like you're so bland it's just like <laughs> you're such a meat and potatoes girl i'm like well that's you know a lot of us get stuck in our ways you yeah. know and he wants to go eat sushi and i'm like fish should be fried or something you know <laughs> <laughs> like that's disgusting but you know you gotta step out of that that stuff I did go eat sushi with him once, once. Um, there are a lot of online programs and like personal and professional development things. And I talk about them all the time on this because I have a slight obsession with things like that. I yeah. just, once you get like, you just get moving and that momentum catches hold. And then you're like, well, I did that. So can I do this? If you have that, I think growing up, like a product of a child athlete too. it, that competition was, is just like embedded in who you are, you know, but it's a really cool thing when you can start competing with yourself instead of competing with everybody else that's around you. And I think right. that's a maturity level that you get into by investing in professional development things. Right. And I think it's a really cool thing to do because the only way you're going to lose is if you get, you know, stop moving.
1: Mm-hmm
0: yourself. Yeah. So why do you you think it's important to work with a coach like you and I work together or even like in our group setting, like the mastermind calls and things like that versus just, um, taking in like podcasts or watching people on YouTube? You
1: know, I, I mean, I'm a big believer in that stuff too. So I, I think you need to be doing that as well. But I think the difference is, for example, I've got some online courses that I've had people go through and get amazing results, Mm -hmm. but unless they keep looking at, okay, what did I learn? How do I take that to the next level? They take it one step and then that's where they are with a coach. You're going to continually be pushed. You're going to continually be accountable. You're going to continually have someone that is, there to help you with decisions. there to be a sounding board, but there to give you ideas, but also to make sure that you're not, um, stagnating that you're not, you know, it's, I shouldn't use the word relaxed, but that you're still after those goals because, you know, I'll, I'll give you an example. And this is actually something Mm -hmm. I was going to talk to you about, because it's something I'm doing with my coach right now. We, for February, said, okay, let's figure out the big goal we want to hit by the end of the month. And our accountability is at another level this month. I had to put my goal together, put the plan together on how I achieve it, what I have to do on a monthly, weekly, daily basis. And every morning we have a one-minute phone call. Me getting on saying, this is what I'm going to do today. Yesterday I said I was going to do this. I did it or I didn't do it and this is what I've got to do. And I mean, it's taking the accountability to another level and even, you know, looking at that when I was like, okay, if, if I say I want to be big and bold, but it's more important I've got to achieve these things Mm -hmm. because we've also got some accountability to it. If I don't achieve the goal, there's some, you know, reward penalty system. I'm like, okay, this is what I want to do. Well, maybe I should do it a little less just so I can make sure to get it. Well, no, I want to achieve that. So let's go big sure, and let's make it happen. And so every single day I know at 7 a.m. I'm talking with him saying yesterday I said I was going to do this. And yes, I did it because I'm not going to say, no, I didn't do those things. Yeah. And when you can take that accountability, when you put a plan together and then hold yourself accountable to more than yourself, you're going to achieve what you're set out to do yeah you're setting things in motion
0: and you're giving yourself a time frame too yeah you know so many of us like we set a goal on monday and we're like just like i said earlier and we have till friday and then we're like friday morning we're like oh shit we got to get all these goals done that we set for the day you know let's keep friday open for all of the stuff you've got to catch up on it's like <laughs> if i have two hours to clean the house or if i have all day sunday and then i'll do my other stuff afterwards no i have two hours yeah you haul butt and you get it done in the two hours, you know, it takes as much time as you'll allow it to take. So having that defined amount of time of 24 hours, not only makes you make it more of a bite sized goal that, you know, you can accomplish because you don't want to say that you didn't. Yeah. Um, but it helps lead you to that bigger goal. That's really cool about breaking it down yeah. even into that.
1: And then, you know, when you look at productivity like that, like, you can be more focused, more productive. And one thing I've shared with people at different times about being productive because people say, well, yeah, but I've got so many things. I can't get them all done. Think of the last time you went on vacation. How productive were you those two days before you went on vacation?
0: Extremely. You got more done those two (laughs)
1: days than you did two weeks before that. And it's because you you're going to be gone. You've got certain things that you have to get done before you leave. Mm -hmm. You know, if you can hit every day with that day before vacation mode, you're gonna be way more productive.
0: Yes, and how much? Like, um, I I listened to Amy Porterfield's. Stuff all the time. I love her podcasts. It's so, it's got so many cool little like just marketing hacks and things like that in it. But she was talking about how they have adopted a four day work week. And even when people talk about like, how could you do that? How could you get all this stuff done? Or how are you only working four hours? It must be nice if you only work four hours a day. Most people can accomplish what they need to for their jobs really in like four hours a day. If you sit down and you just, Get your stuff done, but so many of us are like, well, "Well, go see what this guy in this office is doing, and make a phone call, and scroll through social media." You only did four hours of work, anyways Yeah, you know,
1: busy or productive. Yes,
0: lots of people are very busy. It's my goal this year: be more productive. <laughs> um, and then the last thing I wanted to ask you too is if you were giving advice to someone to look. A business coach. what would you tell them to look for when they're searching for that?
1: One thing I'd do is I would I would try to get referrals because you know if someone's talking to me about my services and they want to talk to someone, you're probably the first one I would say, well, go talk to her mm-hmm. And you know if if you can be honest with them and say yeah he, he's good in this area or whatever. Or you know what? No, you might have a better option. Then that's going to be the best way. Get talk to someone that works with the person if you can. But I I think the experience of the coaching experience is huge, just because they have so many different um, situations they work through. But also, what kind of other experience do they have? You know, do like there's so many times I'll be working with a client and something will happen and I'll be like, well, that reminds me when I worked at the bank, this was mm-hmm. the situation or when I own my storage facilities, this, or, you know, I've got, I've got a really cool client right now. Um, he owns a company called Texas Saddlery, completely different than manufactured stone, but manufacturing is manufacturing. There's a lot of things that are similar. Mm-hmm. And so he'll be talking about something. I'll be like, well, very different but one time when i was importing stuff from vietnam we did this and there's that background and experience that a coach can have i think it is invaluable and so really under you know it doesn't have to be i own a septic company sure but it does have to be that i've got some background somewhere mm-hmm. and you know even in the banking industry yeah that gave me banking experience but I had so many clients that, you know, one owned a shoe company, one owned hotels, one owned building company. You know, mm-hmm. there's so much you can learn from so many people. So I think it's important to find a coach that has a solid background in different things. And, you know, another part is they're personal, that you can get along with them. Mm-hmm. That you, can, you know, I really think before you hire a coach, get on a strategy session with them, go through an hour, two hours with them, whatever it's going to be that you feel you're going to feel comfortable Yep. because there are people that you get on a call with and it's like, yeah, I couldn't sit on a call with this guy for an hour.
0: No, I, it, somebody just, I can't remember if I run it or if somebody had said something to me, because I just went through a partnership split too. And I've had a few of those since we've (laughs) been working together. (laughs) No more partners, yay. No, but even through those, it's like, would you, this was an association with a business partner, but same thing goes with a coach. If this, if you see this person's email, or if you see this person calling you or texting you, do you want to get that right away? Like, are you excited to talk to that person or you are intrigued about what they have to say, or is it somebody that you're avoiding? You know, that personality thing is so important. I know for me that that was a big reason why I was working with you. It's just in just normal conversations about goals that we have with our families and things that we've, you know, you having been in the service industry was very good. Um, Just the way that you talked through the course that I that I demoed beforehand. um, I was like, we have a great personality meshing. If you will you know like if you could sit and have those conversations and it can be something as silly as like you're on that two-hour strategy call and the person that you're working with has like this laugh that drives you crazy we've had an employee (laughs) like that before so that's (laughs) the only thing i could think of but no it's like the littlest things like that that you may pay you know a thousand dollars to work with this person and then be like oh my god i can't (laughs) concentrate on anything but this laugh that's going on in my head you know It's something that's that simple that you want to make sure that you pay attention to.
1: Yeah, you know, I was on a call last week, last Thursday that I was with a group and we were putting together a group coaching session and these people were deciding if they were going to be a part of it or not. And so one of the things I did, I wanted them to know me Mm -hmm. um, because these people are all over the country, Canada, all over the place. And I wanted them to understand that if they're going to work with me, they've got to know where I'm going to come from. So I made sure, you know, they knew all about my family, mm-hmm. family's important to me. So they've got to know that part's important to me. And you know what, I'm going to talk about, it. you're going to hear about my adoption from Africa. You're going to hear about my daughters having a baby, all those things. Mm-hmm. And so I talked about my family. I talked about being a cowboy and rodeo. I talked about being a basketball coach because if I'm sitting there talking and I, start sharing a story trying to show a point and it's about something that my kid did Mm -hmm. and they're like I don't care about your family don't tell me about that let's let's get to the solution yeah then it's not going to work out so that was one of the things I did is I made sure they knew as much about me as was possible
0: sure I think that's so important. I know uh, even during this podcast, I'm like, you know, Sophie and Dustin,
1: but yeah. <laughs> I talk about
0: them so much through the podcast. If there are people that are listening to this, they've heard me talk about them so much. Or if I say Jake, people know at this point, if you're a listener in this <laughs> podcast, Jake is my husband, you know, like sometimes it's, it gets monotonous to go back through that stuff. So even the people that I work with and, you know, even working with you, you know, we know each other's you know families and the names and things like that because we talk about them so much. Yeah. if they're a big part of that. If somebody is like single and all they want is to get to the top of this thing and they're not interested in family or how your weekend was or anything else, I'm probably not going to be a great fit for you because right. you we won't have that real common goal, which is to build something to not only contribute back with service, but to help enrich our families too.
1: you want to this is actually a cool story someone I work with that we've been working together for a while and we focus on him his business (laughs) excuse me he sends me a message a few weeks ago and he said hey I've got something I need to talk to you and I hope it's okay can you let me know when we can talk and so we we arranged it And he's like, sorry, I don't know if I should ask you this, but I just need your experience. And he's a successful entrepreneur. He's young. And it was like, okay, I don't know if my girlfriend is really going to support my entrepreneurship, what I'm doing. What was your experience with your spouse when you were leaving the bank? See, and all my clients know my background that I was a cowboy that I was at the bank. I left the bank, started a manufacturing company. And so he was in a position, he felt comfortable saying, you know, let's talk relationships. I I need to know what to expect. What should I be expecting? And I was like, well, okay, if I say anything and it makes you think, break up, this is not my responsibility. (laughs) I'm I'm not a marriage counselor, but.
0: Disclaimer.
1: (laughs) But here's my experience. And so I shared my experiences of, when I decided to leave the bank, I shared my experiences of when my business failed and, you know, what were my relationships experiences through that? Mm-hmm. And I was glad that he was willing to ask me those things.
0: Yeah. I i think that's fantastic i know i've asked you questions about that even like spouses working together type of thing right that's a tough line like when jake came into this business and started working here too obviously i talked about it at home all of the time but i had previously worked with my kid's dad and that did not go so well that that turned into a real bummer situation there so i had been a little kind of footed of going into this anyways and even if it's a, a a thing of what might be the best way for me to communicate this stuff yeah um it, it's incredible to be able to have that kind of relationship with somebody that you can do that it's not that I'm telling you what to do just like our last conversation we had about trying to find the right fit for employees that can work with him on the installs just talking out loud I realized I'm trying to hire his position that he loves to do so of course, he doesn't want me to hire anybody because <laughs> he wants to do that, you know? And sometimes when we're working with our spouses and things like that, we tend to, because we know them so well, we yeah. jump to kind of like, why are you resisting this thing? Versus, you know, them being able to communicate to you why things aren't working the way that, that you may both want them to be. So, well, and, you know, from the, coach,
1: from the coaching perspective, I've shared that story. Mm-hmm. I I was talking with someone last week and said, well, I have another client that we got talking about a position they're trying to fill. And just by having that conversation, she came up with her own answer, mm-hmm. but it was just kind of a epiphany being able, being able to see it from a different perspective. Sure. And so, yeah, that's the other part is, you know, I don't tell them who you are, but I'll say this lady I work with, mm-hmm. and, you know, yeah. share what we talk about.
0: Yep. I don't think you even really said anything. I think I just finally said, oh my
1: gosh. I think that's right.
0: (laughs) It all makes sense now as I'm writing it down. (laughs) It's just like telepathic thing. Just put it right in my brain. Oh my gosh. It was so awesome. This has been so great. Thank you so much. Um where do you want everybody to find you or do you have new stuff going on or what's the best way to contact you? Yeah. I have a million links for you and I will post them on the <laughs> show notes. Okay. But what is your favorite place for people to connect with you on?
1: You know, social media, Instagram is where I'm <laughs> excuse me, most active. Mm-hmm. And it's Jeff A E coaching. Um, you know, probably my newest thing that I'm, I'm excited about right now. Um, one, the things I'm doing with the group coaching. And a lot of that has come about from people talking about, you know what, we're February and I've already given up on my goals or, you know what, I had big goals. I'm not achieving them and I'm just going to settle. I'm okay with where I'm at and I'm not going to push. And that's where a lot of my group coaching has come together. And I've been doing some free training on there and some of those have moved into group coaching or personal coaching, but the personal coaching program that I'm kind of pushing right now, just because it's one that I'm putting a lot of effort into and I'm seeing really cool results. It's at jeffhagey.com slash best year ever. And it's just a package I've got. Um, and also I'd love you to check out my podcast. I've got um, three podcasts. You can get that at jeffhagey.com slash podcasts that has the links to it and yeah and all the social media I'm everywhere but
0: he is everywhere (laughs) but his social media is so good because it's so motivational I love those in the morning the daily success strategies is that correct did I say it right I always tongue twist that um it's like a three to seven minute podcast in the morning. It is my staple commuter to work. Have
1: you seen the stuff. new one I'm adding in there once a week? No. Jamari's daily success strategies. Oh yay! Have you seen those? No. <laughs> He's done two of them. They're great. So my ten year old, I that sit down with so him. So awesome. And he did one on what's a good life and. The second one he did was stop talking about and doing it. And it's really funny hearing it from a 10 year old. Oh,
0: you know what? More (laughs) of us need to listen to our 10 year olds probably. (laughs) That's so awesome. I'm catching up from stuff from like the end of November to December. So yes, because sometimes I catch more of them than just one by the time (laughs) I get to where I'm going. So I'm like, I got to back up here. That's so cool.
1: One other thing just to add in there, just because I do know as much as you encourage people to work with coaches and mentors and stuff, um, a lot of people just aren't going to do it. One thing that I truly believe no matter what you're doing, you need to have clearly defined written out goals. And you know, even going through the seven levels deep process that we talked about,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you can get a free program at jeffhagey.com goals. And that takes you through a complete program on the proper way to set goals, go through the seven levels deep and really figure out where you're going. That
0: is incredible and it's very good. So try it, test it out. So one last thing in closing, ladies kicking ass is all about building a community of like-minded women that are trying to kick ass at home and they're trying to kick ass at work. And a lot of times they're just juggling all this stuff. We don't use the word balancing on this podcast. It's like a cuss word. Not that we're opposed to those, but, um, because it's impossible to reach this perfect balancing act of things. So, um, I know that we've talked about this before too, but what does community mean to you?
1: It's, I mean, it's everything, whether you're, whatever you're doing, it involves people and whether you're a business looking for customers or whether you're partners or employees or whatever you're doing, you've got to have that community of people that can help you, help you grow, help you advance, help you be successful. And you've got to have people, you know, what? I don't know what to do. You know, she's got soccer at six. I've got a mastermind at six. I've got to take care of the business stuff. You've got to have the coach, the people, whoever, to talk through these things Mm -hmm. and know that you got support. And that, that's some of the, in fact, this morning, um, I, I sent out a text to a couple people just cause something happened on the weekend with some clients and these other two people that I coach with know a little bit about the situation. And I was like, you know, I just want to share my win Mm -hmm. and text them and say, Hey, guess what? I did this is this happened with these clients and I just wanted to share it. And so to have those people in your corner. You know they're cheering you on they're not the ones saying all right go and in the back of their minds thinking i hope she falls on her face yeah <laughs> and- oh
0: there's <clears throat> enough of those catty things out there
1: <laughs> so yeah i i think community is everything surround yourself with people that are big dreamers that are going to encourage you rather than hold you back and you can do amazing things sure
0: A good community, too. Well, there's room for everybody at the table because everybody brings something a little bit different perspective wise. You know, every time I go to a networking group and people say, oh, we only accept two per industry. I'm like, well, what if both of them suck? You know, like may the best woman or man win at earning this type of thing, because why not just let everybody come in? You know, to me, that's like forced stuff. And when you build your own community, it's the people that you want to. be around and that you mesh with personally and professionally and so helpful
1: and you know what successful people want to help people be successful
0: so true
1: so those are the ones you want to be around yes that's a good
0: way to build the community (laughs) very good thank you so much i appreciate your time today
1: absolutely thank you it's been awesome
0: Awesome. So everything that Jeff talked about will be in the show notes. Um, all of his links to everything. If you guys need any kind of testament past this podcast of what we've talked about, about how he can help you, I'm um, your girl. So just send me a message. Thanks so much. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Ladies Kicking Ass Podcast. I would love to invite you to become part of our exclusive community on Facebook groups. There is so much value there in inspiring you to chase your goals and coaching you on how to get there. Plus, you get the support of other women from across the world who have also joined. You can also find us all over social media and at our website, ladieskickinass.com. All social media platform links are in the show notes below, so we've made it nice and easy for you. Be sure to join so you are the first to hear about exciting programs and announcements that we have coming up. And ladies, there's some good stuff. And never miss a notification for an exciting new podcast episode release. If you yourself are a lady that is kicking some serious ass and you have an awesome story that you would love to share with our audience about running your business while raising your family and becoming the woman of your dreams, I want to talk to you. Check out our website at ladieskickingass.com forward slash podcast, where you can apply to be a guest on our show. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Tell me what you think of it with a rating and share this episode with anyone you think it may inspire or help. Have a great week and I'll see you back here next Friday. Bye for now.